Did you know that small habits can lead to a brand new you? Let's get into it. Welcome, my friends, back to another episode of Growth Groove. The whole point of Growth Groove is to make sure that you're growing in the correct relationships, getting in that perfect groove of good health, good relationships, good professionalism, and good physically. Today, we have a real good one for you. It's talking about the tiny habits that we have. Uh, Did you know that small, tiny habits can grow you into the person you want to be? It's not about making these large astronomical leaps. It's about incremental leaps, targeted leaps, and it all starts with habits. Habits lead you to where you want to go. You cannot go anywhere unless you start making the correct positive habits toward that goal. And one of the best people to talk about habits is a man by the name of James Clear. He is a author. He's a writer. Uh, and he has he has all these amazing ideas on how we can take these small little habits, these two minute blips in time and literally turn them into things that not just make us better, but create a whole new person, a whole new identity and reality in our life. James Clear next. So quick story here. There's this professor at the University of Florida. He's retired now. He was a photography professor. His name's Jerry Ullsman. And uh, at the beginning of the semester, he would have this film photography class, and he'd bring the class in, and he would split them into two groups. And he said, everybody on this side of the room, you're going to be graded on the quantity of work that you do this uh, semester. And everybody on this side of the room, you're going to be graded on the quality of work that you do this semester. And he further explained it by saying that For your film photography, you're going to be responsible for having 100 pictures. If you do 100 photos over the course of the semester, that'll be an A. If you do 90, it'll be a B. If you do 80, it'll be a C, and so on. So it's quantity. For this group, you only have to produce one photo, but it has to be the most perfect photo that you can make, the best photo that you can make. An interesting interesting thing happened. At the end of the term, all the best grades came from the quantity group, not from the quality group. And what ended up happening was that while people were busy experimenting, making mistakes, learning how to you know, play with composition and so on, they would come across a really great photo. And while the quality group was busy theorizing about what perfection would look like and how to take the perfect photo and not actually honing their skills, they ended up only making something mediocre or average. And the important insight here, especially for habits, is that in the beginning, the most important thing is just to shut up and put your reps in. Just make sure that you hone the skill, right? And you can start to think of it, the way that I like to think of it is that any outcome that you wish to achieve is just a point along the spectrum of repetitions. So if you have few reps to more reps, and you can imagine an easy goal, moderate goal, a hard goal, the more reps that you put in, the more that you, more likely you, you are to achieve that goal. So maybe point A is, you know, let's take fitness, squatting 100 pounds, point B is squatting 200, point C is squatting 300, Maybe you need to put in 100 reps or 1,000 reps to get to point A. Maybe it's 5,000 to get to point B. Maybe it's 10,000 to get to point C. And this is actually very similar to what I saw with my writing habit. So after six articles, I had 100 subscribers. After 23, 1,000. 
After 96, 34,000, 177, 100,000, 243, and so on. And every rep that I put in, every article that I published, was something that was moving me closer to the next outcome on that spectrum. But you can't get around the fact that the repetitions matter. So every outcome is just a point along the spectrum. And this brings us to an interesting point, which is that if getting your reps in is incredibly important, then that means learning how to start is incredibly important. Because each repetition, really any consistency with the habit, is just an exercise in getting started each day. If you can get started over and over again, then that's what consistency is. So you need to make it as easy as possible to start. I want to give you a little strategy for doing that. Um, I like to call it the two-minute rule. Now, this is adapted. So David Allen has a two-minute rule for productivity. And his rule is that if it takes two minutes, just do it now. So like throwing in the laundry or washing a dish or calling somebody back. If it takes two minutes or less, just do it right away. Don't plan it. Don't wait. Just do it now. Now, for many of the habits and behaviors that we want to perform, they're going to take longer than two minutes. You know, if you go to the gym, you're not going to work out for just two minutes. But any habit can be started in less than two minutes, whether it's writing, working out, meditating, anything. And so the goal here is that you want to optimize for the beginning of the, the task. You want your habits to act as an entrance ramp to a bigger routine. One of my favorite examples of this, Twyla Tharp, great choreographer and dancer, she said that she had a two-hour workout routine that she did every morning, but the habit was not the workout routine. The habit was she would wake up, walk down to the street, and then hail a cab. And that was the only thing she focused on. And as long as she hailed the cab and got in the car, she knew that she was going to end up at the gym and then do the rest of the workout. So she put all of her energy into starting. Now, what I like to say is you should optimize for the starting line, not the finish line. Right? So often when we think about habits, goals, routines, achievements, it's all about the milestone. We think about how much weight we want to lose, how much money we want to earn, how many subscribers we want to have. It's all fixed on the finish line. But instead, if you can optimize for the starting line and make it as easy as possible to get started and get your reps in, often the outcomes just come as a natural result. Okay, stage four, liking. So the only reason that we repeat behaviors is because we enjoy them, because we like the reward. If we don't enjoy the experience along the way, we're unlikely to stick with it. And that means that you need to figure out ways to bring a reward into the present moment because good habits have a problem. And that problem is that for good habits, the immediate consequence is there. There's a cost that happens in the moment, but the reward is often delayed. If I go to the gym now, it's cost me time and energy and effort, but the reward is I'll be fit three months from now or not get sick 10 years from now or so on. The reward is delayed. Bad habits are often the reverse. If I eat a donut right now, the benefit is it tastes great and I get a hit of sugar and it's awesome, and the consequence is delayed, right? I get overweight three weeks from now or three months from now or so on. So you need to figure out how to bring the reward into the present moment to stick to a good habit. And someone else who's going to be speaking here, Seth Godin, had a very nice little quote about this where he said, the best way to change long-term behavior is with short-term feedback. And one way to think about that is that Long-term behaviors, sticking with writing for years on end or going to the gym and so on, they, they have those delayed consequences. So you need a way to enjoy it in the moment. All right, there are many ways to do this, but I'm just going to share one today. I like to call it the Seinfeld strategy. And the story uh, is from Jerry Seinfeld, famous comedian. Early in his career, he's speaking at a comedy club. He's presenting or you know, performing that night. And uh, this guy named Brad Isaac is opening for him. And backstage, Brad Isaac catches Seinfeld, and he said, Mr. Seinfeld, huge fan of yours. Do you have any tips for a young comic? Do you have any recommendations for how to be better? And Seinfeld thought for a second. He said, well, the secret to being a better comedian is to write better jokes. And the secret to writing better jokes is to writing every day. 
So here's what I think you should do. Get a wall calendar where you can see every day of the year mapped out on it. And then any day that you do your task of writing jokes for 15 minutes, I want you to just put an X on that day. And you'll have a couple false starts here and there, but at some point you're going to get a little bit of a chain going, right? You get four, five, six, seven, eight days in a row. And at that point, your only goal becomes to don't break the chain. Doesn't matter how good or how bad the jokes are, doesn't matter if it makes it into your material, just don't break the chain. And uh, what's interesting about this is that by measuring your progress, you get an immediate reward in the moment, right? The reward of like having a great stand-up routine 40, you know, 40 days from now or 40 weeks from now or whatever, is not, it's so delayed that you need something in the moment that makes you feel good. So if you do those 15 minutes, you can cross that off. That's a way to get an immediate hit, a little bit of a reward by tracking it. Now, I like to do, add, I like to add one more thing to this, which is never miss twice. So many people, they'll get a chain going and then they fall off track and they feel bad about it. They feel like, oh, I, you know, I ruined it. I had this great thing and now it's over. The streak is gone. But what you find when you look at top performers is not that they don't make mistakes. They make mistakes just like everybody else but they can just get back on track more quickly. And in fact, if you could just adhere to this one rule, never miss twice, then you would, you know, even if you fell off track every single time after you got back on track, you still would do it 50% of the time. Um, and so this basic strategy is very useful. And I've seen people use the Seinfeld strategy for, you know, working out. I used it for tracking how often I was writing every Monday, every Thursday. I didn't want to break the chain. Uh, I have videographer friends who every day that they do 30 minutes of video processing, that's their X. So you can adapt it for almost anything. All right, so the four stages, noticing, wanting, doing, liking. Now, I'd like to close by talking about why habits are so important. And to do that, uh, I want to share a little story about the ship of Theseus, which is this ancient Greek parable story about this ship that goes into Athens, Greece, and parks in the dock. And as it's there... It's used year after year. Some of the boards start to wear away. Some of them start to go bad. And so whenever one board is bad, they take the board out and change it and put a new one in. And this process continues for 25 or 30 years until every board that is on the ship has been changed out for a new one. And philosophers for centuries have asked, is this the same boat? Is this the same thing that was there before? Is both entirely the same and entirely new? And I would say that your habits can be the same way. We often fear that in order to achieve something new, to become someone new, we have to abandon everything that we are. But in fact, that's not how it works. Change can happen plank by plank, board by board, habit by habit. And gradually, you can become someone new. With consistency and repetition, you can actually change not only your results, but actually your identity. And the reason that this is true is because the more evidence that we have for a belief, the more likely we are to believe it. So, if you go to church every Sunday for 20 years, you believe that you are religious. If you study Spanish every Thursday night for 20 minutes, you believe that you are studious. The actions that you take provide evidence for who you are. And it's not that habits matter more necessarily on an individual basis. Each moment in life matters. But what ends up happening is that over the broad span of time, things that you do once or twice fade away. And things that you do time after time, day after day, week after week, accumulate the bulk of the evidence for what you believe about yourself. And so every action that you take is actually a vote for the type of person that you want to become. If you want to become someone new, then you can take a new action and begin to accumulate evidence for that identity, for that belief about yourself. And that the more votes that you cast, the more likely you are to win the election. You don't need to be unanimous. You don't have to be perfect all the time. You just need to have the body of work, right? So true change is actually not behavior change. It's not results change. It's not process change. It's identity change. The goal is not to become, the goal is not to read a book, it's to become a reader. 
Goal is not to write a book or write an article, it's to become a writer. Goal is not to run a marathon, it's to become a runner, to become a type of person, to develop an identity. And the way to being something or becoming someone is through doing something. So every time you sit down to write, every time you practice that habit, you are being a writer. Every time you play a sport, you're being an athlete. Every time you practice painting or music or whatever, you're being an artist. Your identity emerges out of the habits that you have. And so here's the secret to this talk. It's not just about getting you to make small changes. It's not just about putting a book on your pillow or putting an apple on the counter. It's actually about getting you to believe something new about yourself, something possible about yourself. And habits are not only the method through which we achieve external measures of success, like losing weight or gaining more, earning more money or meditating and reducing stress. They are also the path through which we achieve internal change and actually become someone new. They're the path through which we forge the identity that we have, the deepest beliefs we have about ourselves, our sense of self. And so if you can change your habits, you can change your life. That, my friends, was James Clear. You can find him at jamesclear.com. And remember, as always, follow me on social media. You can find me at I am Yermiyahu on Instagram, on X, on you on YouTube. Uh, that is spelled Y-I-R-M-E-Y-A-H-U. And if you're listening to this on Apple, Spotify, or iHeartRadio, please leave us a review and we will talk to you tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs>